0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Pike, and We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. I'm very excited because in the house today is Sam Cummings, and he is an award-winning customer success manager. He has a great story, a great background. He was uh, an award-winning CSM, customer service manager, at LinkedIn, and he knows a thing or two about getting people into a company using their product in making them happy that they are doing so. Uh, He's a data scientist and he's traveled the world from St. Louis where he went to school all the way to Sydney, Australia, back again, places in the middle, places on each side. He's been everywhere and he's been presenting to executives and directors on success stories that apply to data science and customer success. Well, before we get into the interview, I've got a couple of quick announcements and you probably know what they are if you've been listening to the show. If you've got a question or you've got a comment or you've got a great story, please reach out to me on any of the social media channels. And if it is a question, use the hashtag AskChef. I'll either answer the question there. I'll put it in my blog. I may answer it right here in this show or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find that on Apple TV, Roku, uh, Amazon Prime, and even YouTube. Just go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. All right, let's get right into it. Sam, welcome to Amazing Business Radio.
1: Hey, glad to be here.
0: Super excited. I'm super excited. I got to tell you, people, you don't see what I see because this is an audio show, but I am looking at Sam, energetic. He's always smiling. Eyes, you can tell the enthusiasm behind those eyes. It's there. The brain is working over time, overload. There's energy there. I'm excited. We're going to talk about a subject. And I jokingly said you know, to you earlier, this could be considered a pretty dry subject unless Sam Cummings is talking
1: about it. Hey, appreciate it. <laughs> all right.
0: So let's, let's get into it. Um, first of all, let's define what customer success is.
1: Definitely. And I'd love to give a little history just for those. So sure. people understand the context of what customer success is. And so if you think about what customer success in a vacuum is, it's about retention. How do you keep someone to retain and continue to use a product or a service? But this hasn't come out of nowhere. This has come from broader trends that have evolved over the last two to three decades. The evolution of the subscription economy, right? We're on the internet. That's the subscription. Everyone probably has a phone bill of some sort. That's a subscription that you pay every month, right? We're using tools, whether it's you know, streaming services, not sure if you have Hulu, uh, Paramount, uh, Netflix, whatever these one tools, somebody probably has one, right? That's a subscription. For those who might be, you know, from my generation before, you might remember we used to have cable subscriptions, right? So the subscription economy has been around for a long time but over the last two decades, it's really evolved into something that's a part of every industry out there. So from subscription delivery services to subscription uh, online services like Amazon Prime, right? The fact that everything now has moved to subscription and specifically in the software as a service space, we are now selling subscriptions to software. This is a big part of what's created the need for companies to have someone in their business who maintains that relationship after the deal is closed. And so that's where customer success has emerged from. It was founded in St. Louis by a man named Jim Eberlin. I had the luxury of working with him myself and as I worked my way up through the SaaS uh, space. But ultimately, customer success is all about retention. So maintaining clients that are working with you on your product or service over the course of a term. So whether that's a monthly agreement, you got to pay your phone bill every month, or it's a yearly engagement where you're paying an annual subscription.
0: Yeah. And so this is what I think is fascinating. By the way, Jim Everling here in St. Louis, Missouri, he's the one that started the whole concept of customer success. Pioneer. Oh my gosh. I, is he still around these days?
1: Yes. I great want to meet this guy man. down to earth, phenomenal leader. And, and what company is he with? So he uh, founded Top Ops, which is the company I came in under. Okay, was Top also Ops, yep. founder, founder of Gainsight prior. And so he's now, I think their company, uh, Top Ops, did an exit recently. So he's doing well.
0: I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So really, this is how I see customer success. And by the way, you're right, so right about the subscription model. I've written about this. This, to me, is one of the great conveniences of the world in doing business with a company that just says, just keep paying for it. We'll keep sending it to you. And yep. you've got nothing to worry about. And it used to be subscriptions were just newspapers and magazines. And now you can subscribe to anything, obviously software. I remember I used to buy a box of software from Microsoft with Word and PowerPoint, all that, you know, their are they're sweet, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And then, they got really smart they said we don't want to sell you a box anymore by the way the box was i don't remember a couple three hundred dollars whatever it was it was reasonable you got x number of licenses with it but you know what you did what i did anyway i don't know what you did but here's what i did i said you know i know they come up with updates every year or so but i'm gonna ride this one out as long as i can and so four years from now i'm still using that same box of software without any upgrades or updates. But by creating the subscription model, they said, look, you're going to pay less money annually. And it was, it was a bargain, okay? Mm -hmm. And by the way, in some ways, this wasn't me, but I know part of the reason they did it is they made it so reasonable that you wouldn't cheat and make copies of it for others, okay? Because it's like, why would I do that? It's so inexpensive, all right? So now you pay for a license for the seat and you get me in there and you're giving me my upgrades as they come through. But as it applies to customer success, If you want me to at the end of the year or, you know, at the end of a month when I can think about continuing my subscription or not, by the way, the beauty of the subscription model for companies is I have to opt out. Typically, I have to tell you I don't want it anymore. It's not like I've got to make another buying decision. I've got to make a not buying decision. Okay. And so companies are getting recurring revenue and it's much easier to keep going as long as you keep providing the value. But I think the mistake that many companies make is where customer success fixes it. And that is the only way I'm going to continue to buy is if I feel I'm getting value. And the customer success department of a company can ensure that I'm getting that value by teaching me to use the product in a way that I'm going to get the most benefit.
1: Correct. And that's, that's the key piece here is ensuring that you're getting the outcomes that you got the product for to get that value. And so as you think about the relationships in in a business already, there's a salesperson that's helping to get you to be able to purchase the product, right? And we'll talk a little bit about this and talk about the difference between success and support. Support's going to help you troubleshoot when things occur. But really, this is the person that from the moment you sign to the moment you continue your, you know, you keep on continuing your renewal with your contract terms, making sure you're getting the outcomes that you signed up for and you're getting the most optimal experience possible. So that's that shift. Of having somebody that's purely there to be your partner throughout your journey with their product.
0: Mm -hmm. Now that you've bought from us, let's make sure you're gonna use the product the right way and it meets your needs and it gives you the most value. And by the way, for those that are listening that say, my business is not a subscription model, I say, hooey. (laughs) 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 Because it is, because even though you're not asking them to give you a credit card number or an automatic debit from your bank account month after month after month, at some point, they're gonna wanna buy or upgrade to something new. For example, and by the way, you can now subscribe to a car. There's different car manufacturers for creating a subscription model. I've talked about this on the show, but for somebody that isn't thinking that way, the car salesman that says, you know, it's going to be four or five years before they come back and buy another car for me. Well, well, two things. Number one, you're right. They probably will wait four or five years, or maybe even longer to get a new car. But isn't that kind of like, a renewal when somebody says, I need to buy and replace what I have. I mean, that's renewal. That's kind of like, it's a subscription without officially being a subscription. Number two, in the car business, all of the activity that happens in between one sale to the next is the servicing of that car, which we have a choice. And it would be great if that, and I know when I sat down with my uh, dealer, when they, I bought my last car, they told me how to best use the car And I said, as we were driving away, I said to my wife, you know what they didn't teach us to use? The dealership in the best way. So we get the most value out of that as well. Because, you know, and everybody will tell you in that car business, we don't want people to be just, uh, uh, loving us for our product. We want them to love the company they bought from, which by the way is great advice for any company that has a competitor that sells something similar to what we do.
1: Well said, and we all got competitors, right? So uh, this is this is a key part of the, uh, with the economy. It makes it so great, right? There's an the opportunity for other people to create better ideas, better products and put them out on the market. And so if you don't have customer success as a part of your business, no matter where you are on the spectrum of subscriptions, you're missing a hell of an opportunity.
0: Right. And I'll go a step further and then we're going to take a short break and then come back and talk about the differences from service and support. But in the customer success model, it's not a one and done. Do you agree or disagree with the idea of every once in a while having check ins along the way, being able to talk to customers, you know, even months after they bought to make sure they're still happy, make sure they're using the product the right way?
1: Yes. And that's just a big, that's one of the big differences we'll dig into further, but the ability for you to do customer success has to be something that's a two-way street. You're communicating with them. So you're sharing insights, you're getting perspectives, things like that to them as far as a value creation, but you're also listening to them subconscious, you know, so underneath the table, listening to product data, what t- support tickets they've created, other types of issues, like they did survey requests and they've Said, so this is how they feel about the experience working with you online, like those elements, but even just directly ask people how they're doing. And so there is a connection that's important to maintain that relationship. That's just fundamentally different than any other department uh, at a business.
0: Can it be automated?
1: Yes. And so there is an element of uh, customer success that is the idea of working with what they call the long tail. So if you think about the base people on the number of dollars they might spend or the number of users they might have, the size of the company, generally that's the bigger accounts. There's more of a hands-on account manager kind of approach where you're working with them very deep in their uh, portfolio of what they want to get done. But for the small accounts, we consider that the long tail, because that would be a lot of accounts essentially in that group that spend a little, a little bit of money. For them, you're going to be doing a lot of prioritization because you can't be there. Say I'm a CSM and I manage Uh, so customer success manager, and I manage 200 accounts. I can't be hands-on with every one of those accounts in every way, right? So I have to prioritize my time and be there just in time for people in their meaningful moments. And so there's a lot of that, that again is the the standard in customer success because over the last 10 years, the number of accounts that individual customer success managers own, so how many accounts they're managing at once, has gone up over the last 10 years. So uh, it is a big part of customer success. Automated tech touch is what they call it for the uh, the long tail or the large group of small customers.
0: Yeah, even if it's been a short little email message that's, that's you know, it's somewhat personalized, but it's automated. It says, you know, hey, Sam, I can't believe it's been six months since you started. I know when we first started, we had our, our uh, initial onboarding. At this point, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Here's a link to my calendar. And by the way, that's hands-off. That's automated. You don't have to do it. And it keeps your name in front of them. It keeps uh, the fact that you appear to be interested in them. By the way, you are interested in mean, them, even if it isn't uh, a direct personal uh, email that you sent. That, but if it is automated, that's fine. And you do that every so often. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to hit that question the difference between customer service and customer support and how they complement each other. We are talking with Sam Cummings, who is the genius behind Data Plant, the company that he owns. Don't go away, folks. We're coming right back. Hi, Chef Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back How to Get Customers to come back again and again. Now this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you, and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six step process for creating an I'll be back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.IllBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.IllBeBackBook.com. Listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Sam Cummings, who is the founder of DataPlant. And we've been talking about uh, customer success, the subscription model, and now we want to get into the difference between customer service and customer, customer support and customer success. So, Sam, take it away.
1: Hey, so this is the fun conversation, even in the customer success space. To look at it from a holistic perspective, CS, so customer success and CS, customer support, right? See how similar? Those two both play roles that are very much combined to get the same outcome. We work together to give the client the best possible experience they can have working with our company. But when you think about like the root difference, It comes down to one is proactive over a longer period of time versus support is reactive and it's at point in time. So just an example we can all relate to.
0: That's huge. Say that again, because the difference between success and service, let me summarize it in my words and you tell me if I'm right, is that success is something that is proactive over a period of time. Let's talk to you right when you join us. Let's stay in touch with you. And by the way, oftentimes, depending on the kind of product you have, you're able to see if the customer is using your product, especially if you're in the software world. And in the car world, I know I'm jumping to a completely different industry, but we talked about car business. If I'm a salesperson, I could look and see if that customer has come in to have their car properly serviced. I can call and ask. How was it? You haven't, you know, whatever. I can find out, are we doing a good job and give them ideas on how to better utilize their vehicle and work with us. So I get that. That's great. Then you've got the other side of it. Service, reactive. And uh, I came up with a formula. I just wrote it down. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm right. ready. CS plus CS, customer su- support or service, plus customer success equals CX. Squared. Mm. <laughs> there we go. It's, just, it's boom. It's my graphic in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Give an it's,
1: Einstein a run for his money. <laughs>
0: you know, and I love that because customer experience is, is throughout the entire life of the product and the use of that product. And you know, they say the most abused customer is the sold customer. I don't know who they said uh, that. <laughs> is it they say, who's they? The people that clean the streets. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: but somebody said it and a bunch of people said it. And what that means is once you've sold the customer, a lot of times you say, okay, we've sold it. We made her money. Move on. And mm-hmm. what you're saying through all of this is no, it's no. just the beginning. We don't close the deal, we start the relationship.
1: Correct. And that relationship, it's just like when we think about our, our loyalty to certain brands, right? Like there might be certain jeans that you just buy because you like how they feel on you, right? And regardless of some new cool jeans come out, you got some level of loyalty. And customer success really breeds that in a way that you just can't get otherwise, where you're they have an engagement with you that's bigger than just that transaction. And so that's another element of what makes customer success different. If you had to boil it down to one word is customer support is transactional, right? I'm doing, you got an issue with your product. I'm here to help you fix that. From point A to point B, boom, done. Where customer success is relational. It's a relationship between me, you, and whatever other teammates you might have that make up this agreement to get to these outcomes that you want in the product over time.
0: Wow, love it. Yeah, transactional versus really relational. Uh, and, and we need to think about it that way because, um, it's far less expensive to keep your existing customers than to keep marketing and spending the time selling new ones. And as far as those jeans go, I'll go a step further. We want to not only, if we're a retailer selling jeans, we want to not only get you to buy the jeans that you love, but we want to get you to buy them from us all the time, because you could probably buy those jeans somewhere else. Um, so here's my, my vision of the customer success um, method of a retailer. You buy jeans, you buy a sport coat, you're real happy. You walk out the door. I send you a thank you note. I follow up with you a couple of weeks later. I go, you're not going to believe this. I found something that you're going to love. Now it sounds like it's selling the perfect shirt to go with that, that sport jacket that you just bought. By the way, you may already have this, but I want to tell you what I'm looking at. Can I send you a picture of it? You're, in a sense, you're kind of getting them excited and re-engaging with them, and keeping the the magic going in that relationship that you have. It's not something as uh, as difficult as technical support and getting you to use software properly, but it is keeping it going in such a way. Uh, is that am I on track here?
1: Spot on. And even sending a follow up that says, "Hey, here are five tips for keeping your jeans fresh." Perfect. Right? Like yeah. that we've learned that value. That's being added because as the company, I know how my product is best used out in the world. I know what good customers of mine have done with our product to have great experiences. So I can share that with you, share that knowledge with you. And so customer success is all about providing value. Now, customer support is as well, but it's the value of solving your problems versus here is the value of the experience itself.
0: Yep, and I may my example may have been too salesy, uh. But if position the right way, Same I think way. it's yep, yep, exactly, exactly. All right, we don't have a ton of time left, but I want to talk about the, you know the idea, and this is important in any subscription model, and this is why we use customer success to drive repeat business is net revenue retention. It's a key metric that companies who have a subscription model should be looking at. And by the way, again, if you don't think you have a subscription model, take a hard look because you probably do and find out what your renewal rate is or what your idea of getting people to come back a second and a third time, even if it's two or three years from now. So let's talk a little bit about that. Net revenue retention.
1: Yeah, so it's a great way to really evaluate what happens at the end of the day. So the net part of this, the most important part to like understand conceptually, but it's something we can all relate to. At the end of the month, some people might want to spend less on the product. Say you have a phone service. Some people might want to say, you know what, I don't use this phone that much. I want to decrease the amount of minutes I get every month. So I would get less minutes. That's what we would call a down sale, meaning I'm still going to be contracted to buy your, your phone and use your phone service, but I'm going to be spending less. And so other people at the end of the month might say, you know what? I don't want to use this phone anymore. I found a new cheaper phone. I'm going to completely leave. That's what we're going to call when we call the industry churn. Right. On the other side, some people might say, you know, what? I love this phone. I actually want to add more data to my program so I can watch more videos on my phone because I love the new screens that they got. Okay. Then I can get what's called an upsell, meaning I can spend more, get a higher package. But again, my contract at the root is the same. I just added on top of that. And so other people might say, you know what? I'm just going to stick where I'm at. I'm going to continue. I love the service so far. I'm just going to continue paying the same rate. So I'm going to renew.
0: Right. Net- so four scenarios. Mm-hmm. Drop it completely. Renew exactly where you are. Reduce what you have a little bit. Or increase what you have. Those are yep. the four.
1: Mm-hmm. Those are the four. And so we're looking at once all that up, down, left, right has gone down, what is the final numbers? And so that's what we call net Uh, renewal rate is at the end of the day, what is the amount of money or amount of revenue that is on the, across the finish line at, you know, once everyone's got done downselling, upselling, completely changing their agreements or re-signing on. And so this is such an important metric for businesses because it's a true way to see throughout all the noise of what's happened, how are we overall improving our relationship with our clients? Are they spending more at the end of the day, are they committing more at the end of the day or are they generally committing less?
0: Yeah. And I think typically you find the customer that stays with you a long time, even if they reduce, they spend more than obviously the customers that eventually churn out. That, that makes such common sense. But don't be put off by somebody that says, hey, I'm not, you know, hey, we have we get like 400 channels on our cable TV or, or Internet uh, provider. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. I don't need 400 channels. I realize I'm paying for all these movie channels. I don't watch them. Why mm-hmm. should I keep paying for it? But you know what? I think that company would be happy that I would stay with them, even a reduced uh, you know, a revenue opportunity for them because they haven't lost it all. And a little revenue from a whole lot of people is better than no revenue from a bunch.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: hey. Yep. All right. So we're just about out of time. I always ask the one thing question: Is there one last nugget of information, one thing that you would love to share with us before we wrap up today's interview?
1: Yeah, I got to give you a little gem on the future of customer success. All right. The world is, is going to be a bright place. I'm a big optimist, and the reason why is I'm in the customer success industry. The hard part of customer success, and what really is really the barrier for people today is the amount of effort it takes to do it. It requires a lot of energy to bring together the different kinds of data to do it well. We've all called the phone support for some kind of product or service, and we say, hey, I called before three times, and they say, hold on, let me look at the notes. Well, that ability for them to have a collective memory of everything that's happened, so they can better serve you, better support you, know your unique scenario, that requires combining data sources from all the different departments, support ticket data, Marketing data, uh, product usage, so your usage of their product, how many times you've called in, all this information needs to be brought together to be able to understand those patterns to ultimately create empathy. And if a company can't have empathy for you, typically it could be their bad company, bad process, but most of the time it comes down to this disconnect in data where their data is not connected enough. For them to understand the full picture, to understand your experience and its uniqueness. And that's where essentially the future of customer success is to have more empathy. And that's what my company, Data Plant, you can check us out at the dataplant.com, that's T-H-E-D-A-T-A-P-L-A-N-T, so dataplant.com. And essentially we are making it so that companies can have more empathy because we're taking out all that hard work from building and creating the insights and bringing them together. And so for those who might remember, uh, WordPress, when that came out, you made it so any person could build a website. Essentially, we're doing the same thing for customer success, where any company, whether you're B2B, B2C, whether you're large, small, you'll be able to have better empathy with your clients and give them a hell of a customer success experience.
0: All right. I love it. TheDataPlant.com. And Mm -hmm. you know what else? You've given us a new... Uh, Angle on empathy, because empathy just isn't just uh, letting that customer know you feel for them, you understand their problem. You're now saying you not only feel and understand who they are, but you understand their history with you, the business you have, and you combine those elements and you can create... Uh, now that's E squared, empathy squared. Empathy toward the feeling and the personality of the customer, and empathy toward the actual um, interactions that you've been having with the customer. Love it, wow. love it, love it. Sam Cummings, this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You're amazing.
1: Hey, hella hella fine opportunity, Shep. Keep this up. You need, you know, love the podcast, love the the, the community you built here. I'm glad to be speaking with everyone. See you guys all in person at some point.
0: I hope so. Thanks, Sam. And everybody, please come back next week. We're going to have another amazing interview. And until that time, my name's Chef Hyken. And remember to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C-SuiteRadio.com.